God's grace, his mercy, his peace are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God we look to is the account concerning Jesus leaving Galilee. And he was teaching his disciples and those that would follow and accuse him an important lesson. And I'd like to just focus on these words as the Canaanite woman replies, Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Do you struggle to have a place in society around us? It, it seems as if as we go out, it, it's hard to find our place. It, there, are, there are pressures all around us, and, and maybe sometimes it's the smaller things, just transitioning in school, but maybe it's the bigger things too, in workplaces, or let's even just take the example of just walking the streets of downtown Madison or Kenosha or big cities. It, it can be kind of scary because if you don't walk a certain way, or, or have something that you wear that identifies who you're with or who you're against. If, if you don't say certain things or carry certain signs, if you aren't against this and for that, then you don't have a place. And it's pretty scary because I, I, there are several problems that we face. It is racism and uh, economic inequality and all these things are very real and they are problems, but but how do we deal with these issues? How do we deal with these problems? It's you have to do this and be this, otherwise you're not that and you're accused of something you might not be guilty of and it goes right down the line and do you find that it's hard to find your place morally, socially, politically, and, and maybe sometimes even religiously? Do you ever feel out of place even here at, at church? I mean, you just look around and you'll, you'll say, well, I'm not like those people over there. They're, they're put together. Their life seems to be normal. I, I don't give as much as they do. I, I know that I haven't been as long a, a lifelong member as they are. I didn't send my kids to that school. I didn't you feel even a little out of place. And maybe as we go through the confession of sins, you feel a little out of place with God. He has these demands, and then there's my, my life and my thoughts and, and my actions that don't, don't line up with those, those demands. There is a problem that needed to be addressed, and it was a heart problem. And Jesus needed to address the real issue of people being put out of place that shouldn't have. And really to understand what Jesus was trying to teach the Pharisees and the disciples and, and you and me today and use an unbelieving Canaanite woman as the example to show that there was a place for her. There's a place for everyone with Jesus. We maybe have to go just a little bit before this account and to understand what Jesus had just done. After feeding the 5,000, after walking in the water, the, the, the Pharisees, who were the, the elite in Israel, they were the ones that would be kind of the ones that were the keeper of the laws. They were the ones that led the church by their example. They led the church by their preaching and teaching. And what had happened in God's church then, the nation Israel, is God had set this nation apart to be the cradle for the Savior. He had given them specific, given them specific laws and specific traditions to follow. And they were to follow Follow these things to be set apart from the world, but they weren't to be exclusive, but were to be attractive. 
People were to come to them to see what sets you apart, and they were to be inviting these people in to the promise that through us, this nation, God would set the solution, the Savior. But what had happened is the nation had focused in on their exclusivity. We are God's chosen, and we have Abraham as our father, and we have these laws, and they added these laws, and they, they perfected this, this life that they said they were living. And if you couldn't live a certain way, you didn't do the certain actions and give a certain amount, if you didn't come to be like the Pharisees and Sadducees, you had no place. And that was an issue that Jesus addressed right before this. The Pharisees came to him and criticized that you call yourself a Jew, an Israelite? Your disciples don't even wash their hands before they eat. How could they? They don't follow the regulations. They're not like the true Israelite. And Jesus called them out. You are hypocrites. You're whitewashed walls. You have all these outside actions, and you think that by them you have a place with God? You take a vow and say, I'm taking this vow to the church and your parents are in need and you despise your parents because you're there for the church and you disobey the fourth commandment. You do this again and again. You think you see, but you are blind, you are deaf. He said this to the people that seem to be doing the right things as if by their actions they had a standing for God. And Jesus said, you have no place. And to Jesus... The Pharisees said, you have no place in God's kingdom either. Can you imagine the one who is the solution being rejected by, by the people that God had set up to deliver him? He was there in the flesh. The disciples were confused. You're calling out the people that live good lives, that are trying to do the right things, that are trying to benefit society, and saying you're all wrong. And Jesus says, oh, I, I have to teach you something. And we're going to have to leave... Israel to do it. I'm going to go over here to a town right next to Israel, and, and we're going to go there, and we're going to talk, and there's going to be a situation that arises to teach what it means to have a place with Jesus. It, it's not about what you do and, and how you act and what you belong to. There's danger in that, right? You're clinging to the wrong thing. Maybe to give you an example of how maybe a Pharisee can live in all of us, sometimes we cling to the fact that we act very spiritual, but does it really mean in our heart of hearts we're that spiritual? We act very Christian on the outside. We do the right things. We, we go through and make sure that we follow God's law the best that we can. But is, it, but is our church attendance and our offerings and the things we do really determine our, our place with Jesus? Is that what God's looking at? That's a dangerous thing. Jesus didn't come just for Israel. Jesus came for everyone. And he's got a lesson to teach his disciples then and, and to us today. And so this is what happened in this city of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. I don't know if you saw the video footage recently of, of one of our senators being harassed and they were pressing in, the police officers were pushing back, and they were shouting at him to, to say the name Brianna Taylor, which was a woman who had been shot in the crossfire of interaction between police and then the people that they were after and, and she was killed. It's an awful situation. 
what it seems there was a disconnect because they were shouting at this senator to say the name to admit the guilt of, of, of her and what happened to her when the senator was the very one who had written the legislation to make sure or try to make sure this never happens again. There was a disconnect. You don't belong because you don't do this or say this. You don't belong. And there was a, mis a disconnect. And it seemed the Pharisees were saying the same thing about Jesus. You don't do the things. You don't wash your hands. You don't act the way that you're supposed to act. You're not the Messiah that we're looking for. And they rejected Jesus. They got it messed up. But now we have this woman who was the outsider, who had nothing to do with Israel, was an unbeliever, that maybe heard that there was this guy who had just done some amazing things, 5,000 mouths fed plus women and children. He walks on water. He heals the sick. He drives out demons by his mere word. And this woman had a huge issue. Her daughter had been possessed by a demon and was being taunted by him. And she probably tried everything you could possibly try. Every incantation and anything that was at her disposal. I'm sure as a mom concerned for a, for a young daughter, this would have been something you'd do and pay and go anywhere and do anything. And nothing worked. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, this Jesus appears in her town that she'd heard something about. And so she does something that maybe would have been socially unacceptable because Israel had made it plain and clear that Tyre and Sidon and the people there, they weren't, weren't part of Israel. And Jesus said, oh yeah, the true Israel, the church that I wrap my arms around, they're very much a part of it. And to this woman who cried to him and addressed him as the way Israel would, Lord and Savior, have mercy on me. Lord and Savior, please listen to me. And she begged and she begged to the point where the disciples acted like their training, right? They've been brought up to Israelites. They got annoyed. Jesus, she doesn't act like us. She doesn't believe like us. She doesn't talk like us. Send her away. She is annoying us and drawing attention to us, and we don't want her kind appealing to you in the way that we appeal to you. At least the disciples thought that was wise. Do some miracle and send her away. Jesus had to teach how you have a place with Jesus. And so he got his disciples' full attention as he turned his attention to her. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The disciples had to think, there it is. That's what we needed to hear. Jesus is just like us. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And this is the important truth. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She stood before him, knelt down, and just pleaded. I have nothing to give you. I don't really even know you. But I have heard of you. And I have a need that goes beyond my ability to address. And I need your help. Please, have mercy on me. And Jesus pushes back and says, but I wasn't sent for you. That's what everyone says. That's what the nation Israel has projected. You don't belong. Jesus says, you're a dog. I came for the chosen people. And she turns that back and says, okay, I'm a dog and understand dogs in those days where they had maybe a place in the house, but it's not like we treat pets as an extension of our family. 
that wasn't a compliment. And she postures herself and says, yeah, but even dogs, they get access to the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Wow. Crumbs? Would you give me crumbs? I have nothing to offer you. I deserve nothing from you, but, but if, even if I have access to the bottom of the table, can I have a crumb? And this is where great faith begins, right? It comes before the Lord and says, I, I really got nothing. I know me. I have no place with you. I know your law. And I know the no that should be coming that cast me away from your presence. But, but great faith just, just hears and clings to this, this, this yes that comes in the gospel that says maybe, maybe God could even love me even though some days I don't love me. God, I have a need that I can't address. Maybe, could you? Jesus said, woman, you have great faith your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. You see what great faith is? It isn't what you do or, or the group you belong to or how you act. It's simply coming to Jesus and saying, help. And great faith clings to the help that Jesus gives. Jesus came not just for Israel, but for this woman, and another woman like her, and other people like her, and every single person on the planet, which means the good news is that he came for you and for me. We have a place with Jesus, and he doesn't come to give us scraps that fall from his table. No, today he comes and says, you have a special place with me. You are my brother, you are my sister. Come to the table and dine. Today he invites you into his kingdom to be assured, to be assured, and it seems like a scrap. It's just a tiny little bit of bread and just a, a little speck of wine. It seems like not so much, but it's everything. Here is where God allows you to come to him and say, and God says everything you need. Body and blood given and shed for you. My life takes the place of yours. The punishment deserved has been taken away a long time ago. God took care of it into himself. And Jesus comes and said, the life resurrected is now your life too. There is hope and peace in my house. And that is where you belong. You see what great faith does? It, it clings to Jesus. Everything he says, everything he does, and Jesus gives to you everything you need. So there's going to be, in your life, times when you feel out of place. When things going on, and, and maybe you should be out of place in certain things. And you'll, you'll be pressured to act a certain way or to think a certain way. Even in the church, sometimes it appears that unless you do this or say this, you, you can't belong. But that's not how faith works, right? Faith understands who Jesus is and what he came to do. He came to save people like, like this woman, the disciples, the, the nation Israel, people like you and people like me. His life, his death, his resurrection is yours. You have a place at the table. You have a place with Jesus. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which passes our understanding, 
so move our hearts and our minds and our faith to cling to the place that Jesus gives us with him. Amen.